You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Middle school? Did you have middle school? That's where we have nothing. Again. That's where we have nothing. So that's a Jewish thing, I assume. Well, I think it's more of an American schooling. Thing, sure, but I mean in Australia, Mariah? Yeah, but I think it also is, might kind of be because the school was K-12. So they kind of like, I don't think they have middle school. Because our school was kindergarten to year 12. We didn't have a fucking middle school. Yeah. I just, I mean, who knows? It's not like, I'm not trying to make it like a Jewish people versus non-Jewish people. I just mean it seems like it's specific to Mariah as opposed to like, I don't know any other schools that do it. There you go, right? Yeah. Hey, interesting. Shout out to Jewish schools. No hate. When you're 13, have your bar mitzvah, you become a man by Jewish law. So it's like... There is a bit more of that stuff. Yeah. I was never treated as a man until I was fucking maybe 17, 16. Really? You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, you probably think you're a man when you're 15. But you're not. You're not. You're not a man when you're 16, really. But once you start having pubes and, you know. But unlike the Jewish culture where there is a a line in the sand, before this you're not a man, after this you are. Mm. In, like, from where we're from, I don't know what defines becoming a man. Is there, Was there a moment, do you reckon? I mean, not really, because, like, you could say chonging, right? Your first chong. But then, like, some people may not have their first chong till they're fucking 19, 20. And then, I mean, like, are they, they're still, like, if you've got a fucking beard and, you know, a deep voice, just because you're not rooting doesn't mean you're not a man. Maybe it's It doesn't like, help. It doesn't, it certainly doesn't help. No. Luckily, I it doesn't help suffer. your case. No, it doesn't. No, no, if you're at the court of... Yeah, like, if you're at the court of becoming a man and, I mean, it's the first question they ask. Have you chonged? And it's like it or lump it. Chong to it man is or what a woman, it is. depending on who you want a chong. A chong's a chong. Oh no, but chong's a chong. I'm not. I'm not. We're not getting specific a... around the chong. No, we're just trying to work out what maketh a man. Mm. Is it when you catch your first fish? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it like? Is it the ability know. to produce? And this is a crass way to start. Uh, is it when your morning. balls drop? What your voice? And your voice starts to get deep. When your balls drop, your well, voice, your gets, voice deep gets deep, and you start to produce. Yeah, when you start to be able to produce loads. Yes. But you can produce some 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 people can produce loads a little, far younger than bar mitzvah age. Well, not far younger than bar mitzvah not age. Not gen like, nah, men, it's around then. Bar mitzvah age though. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah. Not like if you're if you're loading up eleven, twelve as a man. That's a big day. You're probably not gonna be very tall. You are way ahead of the curve. Yeah. You're I, one of those kids who's like embarrassed because they're heaps hairy and like the year four changers. Yeah, I remember yeah. kids that had pubes when you were like, you know, you're in you're in primary school and you're like, what the fuck? Mm. Look, they end up not being tall. I think it's probably just a bit too much testosterone early on in the piece. You don't want to flood the body early. We it had a dude in our, we had a dude in our year at, in primary school who was like a bully, humongous for a fucking twelve year old. And he used to fuck everyone up and, like, you know, one of those people where, like, the de- male developmental sort of changes in the hands of a 12-year-old are not handled delicately, right? So it's like he's going through puberty at fucking 11, 12 and with all the trimmings. In, with the immature mind of a 12-year-old isn't just like, I'm just going to fucking roll with this, keep it to myself. It's like everyone knows and everyone, it's like kind of on show to a point of graphic nature. Then we had that, our- There is a part of that where in 
male puberty though, where you, you show it off. You do. Well, and there you, is people that go through early, like they might they might drop the ducks every now and then. You know, <laughs> show, what I mean? some show, them, show some puke. Show some puke. Show them what they I mean, discovery for you know. For I get it, kids, dude. Yeah. Completely. Mate, well, like as soon as soon as you get vo, uh, as soon as you get pubes. It's there, a big there deal. There seems to be a tendency to show them off. Yeah, oh, whoops, I'm stretching my pants a little low. Sorry, can you see my pubes? Whoops. Armpit hair. Yeah, oh, look what at that. Up? Sorry, got a couple of hairs under here. Oh, what? Mm. Oh, whoops, pubes. Oh, these these old things? Oh, these sweaty pubes. Had them pits. for ages. Yeah. Had sorry. them up. Look, I can count them. I remember three like, there. Oh, yeah, fucking, just sorry, just a bit of hair on my feet and my toes and stuff. It's, I don't know, man, just pubes, hairy legs. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Anyway, this guy, I won't say his name. Don't say his name. But we, he, was an, like, he was an asshole. Let's be honest, he was. Um, that's mean. He was just, and he probably had a lot of testosterone running through him, didn't know what to do, but he used to bash cunts, right? <laughs> and then when we had our year, when we were in year 12, we had like a reunion to go back to the primary school. So year 12 reunion for year six, went back and he was the smallest human being I've ever seen in my life. And... He was lovely, like nice. Everyone's nice, you know. You kind of like whatever, dude. Move on. You're not going to hold grudges from fucking year six. But when saying g'day to him and like shaking his hand, I stuff, you could just see that there was a knowing of like he knows, he remembers not just the like bullying side of things, but just like the overt puberty display that he put on for people and the sort of the moments that you witnessed of him and how he behaved. And it was just like. We don't have to talk about any of that, do we? No, hey, nice to see you again. It was like, fuck. Yeah, and That's look, it. I know I'm short. Yeah. And, I'm, and I am the smallest man on the planet. So, you know, whilst I probably was the fastest bowler in year six, I don't know if I would still be able to, uh, you know, bounce you. <laughs> uh, I think his bouncing days are over. I if think I'm, if I'm reading between the lines, yeah. Tom, yeah. his bouncing days are over. Yep. Anyway, welcome back to the Hello Sport podcast. Home of Unqualified Opinion, Unwavering Bias. Thursday show, second show of the week. Eddie, to say that this second show of the week has been met with sort of rapturous applause and, um, you know... Well, critical acclaim. Critical acclaim. They're the words being used, Tom. Uh, we don't use them, we just repeat them. And I'm not surprised. No, I'm not. I think The punter and the dribbler have been calling for it. Obviously, we're living in lockdown times, at least, uh, you know, a healthy proportion of the audience is. Yeah. Hey, listen, I mean, it isn't 11 a.m. yet unless Gladys comes out and says zero cases overnight. I don't think that's going to happen, Tom. <laughs> I mean, there's been some messages thrown around. You know, I mean, messages, do, messages the do the rounds. Yeah. They do the rounds. Got one yesterday. And this one was more based around what are we – what's going on? Can we get a fucking update on – where we're at. What my life looks like. And I don't give a fuck about the numbers anymore because, quite frankly, no. they're not important. No. I couldn't care less. 300, 200, 300, whatever. Whatever. We all know it's not going to zero. I think that's what we do know. So now we're asking ourselves, okay, when can I go to the pub again? When yes. can I fucking rip and tear again? When what's, can I go overseas again? When what's I daddy's wedding looking like in fucking... Well, I'm not a dad, but... No, but I'm calling you daddy anyway. Okay, sure. You're a, you're a father to a dog. I am. Tonka, shout out. Uh, what's all that looking like? And now we're starting to move into the language of 70% vaccination and 80% vaccination. Fucking October, mid-November. I'm like... Whew. That's a long fucking lockdown. It's if that's long... where we're headed to, if we're headed to October, good Lord. That's a long lockdown. And then I start to ask myself, so I'm getting vaccinated today, uh, which is great news. Congratulations. So that'll be a fucking monkey off the back and onwards I march to freedom. But 
the, all these all these numbers are getting thrown around. And again, this is this is no deal. This is just fucking vibe. When you look overseas, like the US and the UK and stuff, they're not they're not at eighty percent yet. No. Like the US is like 50% of the population. I think the oh, UK... Oh, really? I yeah, thought it was more than that. No, over 16 is not the number they've been using. as a, They're saying 80% of the total population. Oh. If it's over 16, that might be different. So Yeah, well, I mean... Anyway, I'm starting to think, yeah, it's all well and good to say that, but there's a lot of people out there that fucking buy into the TikTok fucking, you know... The TikTok doctors. The TikTok doctors. TikTok doc. TikTok Doc, who is getting very popular, who's is like, TikTok Doc, who's who's actually like dancing while they're giving you medical yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. advice. Like, I don't minute. get vaccinated because don't get I vaccinated. don't trust the doctor. Do your own research. Yeah, do your own research. Yeah, uh, illuminate. Taking the opposite stance of doctors is not doing your own research. <laughs> it's not. No. So That's let's just start there. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Uh, to do your own research, you'd need to do like you know, a medical degree, medical degree, and decades of study. But anyway. <laughs> That's not the point. It's longer than just a YouTube deep dive. Yeah, yeah. You can't be informed in 30 minutes. No. I'm just, you just can't. Even in a day. Even if you just had a bunch of, like, if you just ripped a few cones and went mm. on a, like, into a YouTube. Even if hole. you ripped eight of the best. Yeah. And you were worked. And you had a fucking plethora of YouTube videos and you'd fucking, you'd put them into, like, a playlist and you were just banging them out one after another. And you just were like, in the fucking zone. In the zone. Even then. Draw the curtains. Tell mum to piss off. Piss off, mum. Fuck off. Get me some some treats. Yeah. Get me some pods. Get me some twisties. Pods. Shout out to pods. You know what I mean? I'm Get in, I'm doing some research today, mum. Mum, it's a Dior day, yeah. and I will not be... Distracted. Distracted. Now, even if you've had one of the great Dior days all time, you're still not going to be up to fucking scratch, I don't think. So when they're throwing out these 80% numbers, blah, 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 I'm like, yep, that sounds good on paper. Current vaccination rate's probably going to hit it sweet. But I'm waiting for that fucking stall when the TikTok, the TikTok docs out there start going, nah, I'm not doing it. Fuck that. I wonder, though, with the TikTok docs. And, I, I, and what I'm trying to say is if that comes and there is a stalling, what are you going to do about it, government? That, Surely we can just go, fuck it, you've had your chance. That's that's the only thing that I'm confused about. Is that, so the vaccine, obviously it doesn't mean you can't get it. It means that the effects won't be as hectic. People don't die. People don't the die. General idea. That's the general idea. If you choose not to get it, all right. Fucking run the run the gauntlet. What what effect does it have on everyone else if they if they choose not to get it? And that's a real question. I'm not TikTok docking here. I don't I don't see the problem. I don't understand the problem. It should be like get vaccinated. If you don't want to, sadly a man in his nineties has died. He wasn't vaccinated. Sorry, bro, you had a pretty good fucking run. You were get something was about to kill you. Let's be honest. Something was about to kill that ninety year old. Yep. It could have been a gust of wind. It could have been a gut a heavy gust. A or heavy a light gust one. of wind could gusts have been blown known to kill. The life out gusts of have killed. Gusts have killed and they'll kill again. And that's just the that's part of living on Mother Earth is that there's killer gusts out there, and we just have to learn to live with that. But like seriously, when like in France and shit, they're like, you can't do this if you're not vaccinated. You can't do that. I'm like, fuck that. Why? Give them an opportunity. If you don't want it, stiff shit. And Move get, onwards. And if, and it's and like I, the bloke that doesn't want to wear a seatbelt and then goes through the fucking windscreen when someone <laughs> hits him. It's like, sorry, bro. You what? had the opportunity. You could have put it on. It's in the car. Is it about the medical? Is it about like hospitals and shit being overrun? I think I was going to say that like, yeah, the people are still going to get really sick and then it's still going to cost the healthcare system a lot. And well, stuff. maybe and you have to get ruthless like, and go, sorry, bro. Home I'm, care yeah. for you. 
And then I think it's also going to be a problem with Take like a cod rule. with <laughs> like just outbreaks and stuff. If there are sections where people aren't vaccinated, especially like in communities and stuff, there's still going to be outbreaks and shit. And right, but like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The rest of the country has to stay locked down because some fucking TikTok docs don't want to get vaccinated. Like that's that doesn't the thing. make sense. That yeah. just doesn't seem like it's a, a workable solution. And again, happy to be given information that we don't currently have at hand. We're just shooting the shit here. We're just here shooting the shit. We're not. We're not. We're not leaning one way or the other. No. Although well, I am we're leaning. leaning towards vaccination. <laughs> that's no, obviously. Leaning. But I'm saying, look, it may have come across a little harsh as there were like you know home. <laughs> Home care for you. Well, no. If you choose not to get vaccinated and then you get sick from it, like if you either don't believe in the vaccination or you don't believe that COVID's fucking that bad or whatever, like then you have to at some point be responsible for the decisions you make. A mate of mine, I'll say this, a mate of mine, a good friend, third, he's, in, he's 30. He was with COVID, hospitalised. He's a fucking big man, strong as We've an We've had a friend. You had a friend with COVID. Yeah. Do I know? Do you know Dylan Porter? Yeah. Yeah. Really? He got it overseas. Him and his old man, both big. Muscular. Not, not like, not fat, like no, big, muscular, muscular strong ripped to jaws. shit, strong motherfuckers. <sighs> yeah, like beasts. Yeah. And the old man's a fucking presence as well. We call him Big John. And they both got COVID and were seriously hospitalized. Like, they were, they were touch and go, like. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, ICU, hectic, oh, ventilators. fuck. I did not know death that. Death door shit. So to say that it only affects old people is is misleading because that's not the truth. No. So you can't like I know people firsthand that have been fucked up by it. So you can't just sit there and go, "Yeah, it's not a big deal." No. You but can we understand have, though. Like you can understand how pe- there's I think like I can sympathize with people that maybe have a bit of a like a covid malaise if I can say that. Where you know you're a bit like, "Well, fuck." Everyone that you, of course, you hear about some some sad cases. It's sad when anyone dies, but obviously, you hear some cases of people who are like in their thirties and shit, forties, fifties, whatever, twenty. Like you hear these young people, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Most of the time, you're hearing about a man in his nineties where you're going, "I don't know if that was the breeze that killed him or if it was COVID," and and we haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> so, like, you can understand when people are like, "Well, shit, is COVID like, is COVID taking a body count off the breeze?" Like, yeah, is there, I mean, the breeze sitting there going, that's bullshit, yeah, that yeah. was mine. Yeah, yeah, I want to be scored on that. That's, I need that, that's got to count for me. Look, fucking, I, I, had a, I was putting out healthy numbers, my, my commissions were good. <laughs> yeah, COVID's come along and fucking it's flogging just, all my wins. COVID, you could argue wins, that COVID's been fucking nitpicking wins off everyone. Pilfering them. Pilfering wins. Pococking wins Poc- off the fucking breeze. <laughs> Not just the breeze. No, fuck no. Everything else. I mean, some of the I mean, comorbidities. The, common, the, the, the fucking, you know. Comorbidities have just been like grouped yeah. together now. They're like, mm. uh, we actually are individuals as yeah. well. Thank you yeah. very much. Don't yeah. just call me a comorbidity. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. That's bullshit. I earned my right to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand why, some, why, why there are people who are going like, well, fuck, it doesn't seem like it's really that concerning. Another thing that I don't know, not being a TikTok doctor, get vaccinated. But it's like when you hear of young people dying, which is obviously sad, how that relates to general, like the flu, like how the general flu that rolls around every year, like how the proportion of people that kills, like how many deaths a year would you get from the flu and how many young people also unfortunately die? Like sometimes you feel like you get a bit like worn down by just hearing numbers every single day. And I'm like, well, I've never really had that reported to me on any other fucking in any other way, so like it's hard to sort of get a, a gauge. 
on the comparative nature of like the kill rate of the flu or the kill rate of COVID? Well, again, <laughs> asking questions, not a TikTok doctor, pro-vaccine. That's a deal for, for Dave. Yes. At the end of the day, mate, like the only reason we're still talking about COVID is because we are in lockdown and it affects our lives. The moment it stops being day-to-day, we don't it, it won't be reported on. Just like fucking flu deaths aren't and cancer deaths aren't. And, mm. Do you know what I mean? It'll just become part of the world. Yeah. Well, you wonder. That's what I would hope to be the, the case because... Well, I just looked at the Spanish flu. And I just... And that's, you know, it's, it's referred to as a part of history. But the Spanish flu... But people still, aren't walking around going... Bong, rang, rang. The Spanish flu still kicking around? But it fucked off, so they fuck off. Right, but I don't think COVID's fucking off. That's the understanding. Well, is the Spanish flu the flu now? What, where where are they now? I'll Spanish flu. I got so the um, mortality rate for COVID. It says here is I think like three point four percent, and then for regular flu, it's like under one percent. Right, and I wonder though as well. So obviously, there's a couple of things there. Lockdown obviously is going to be helping a mortality rate for something like COVID because no one's fucking out and transmitting it. Then no, the mortality the f- rate is the percentage of people that get it die, who die. That's what the mortality rate is. So it actually doesn't. So three point four percent of infectees die. Die right. So it is higher than the flu. But then again, also it's an unvaccinated uh, thing. So maybe once vaccines come in, it goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. Yeah. Is the Spanish flu still with us? I'm getting there with the help of <laughs> connecting to my hotspot. Oh, you're having okay. some net struggles? That's yeah. all right. We can, we can, you know what, Dave? We got this. We'll um, ad lib. We'll ad lib. No, we can ad lib, dude. Everything else up to this point was scripted, so now we're just going to have to go. Yeah, through. look, I mean, I was up all night learning my fucking script, but yeah. now I'm fucking thrown because Eddie. Dior can't fucking use the internet. <laughs> but as a dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, 
having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Now I know while he does look up the Spanish flu, I think it's important that we acknowledge that you are wearing the gaze. Project Threes, whatever the fuck. Signature are. three green and gold gazers. Yeah. Um, shout out to 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 Andrew for sending these so prop, promptly. Promptly, he did forget to send two pairs of them though. So obviously we're not stoked. The ones you may have seen on our Instagram yesterday, that is those. I'm mine being, haven't arrived. No, but I thought I'd give them to Eddie because in truth they don't really fit me. Um, but they look good on you, dude. This is exactly how basketballers wear basketball shoes. Like they have nothing to do with your outfit. They couldn't be more diametrically opposed to what you're wearing. They're just like, fuck it, I'm going to chuck on some basketball shoes at the bottom. Uh, have I got to leave the house? Where are my basketball shoes? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because i got some milk to buy. Yeah, I've got to go get some milk. I've got to eat some... Oh, is, have I got a fucking black tie dinner? Where are my black basketball shoes? Actually, not even black. Just where nah, are my basketball fuck shoes? Nah. Where are my basketball where, shoes? Where are my white gazers? Look, am I going to get married in these? There's every chance. I'm not ruling it out. Do you, I tell you what, the feedback, they are... I think they're kind of fucking cool. The feedback's been good as well from all the punters and dribblers online. There's a few people like, I'm going to get me some gazes. Yeah, yeah, people are fucking, people are into them. And I think people are into them because they're into Andrew Gaze. Of course. Who's one of the great Australians of all time. Yes. And in some ways the forefather of Australian basketball. But also they're so cheap, the gazes, that I don't think... But these are well-priced. I don't think Gazy's even making a margin on these things. He just wants to create quality shoes for the, for the punter and the dribbler. That's right. No, I don't think he takes a clip, and if he does, it's marginal. I think it goes back into the production of the signature four, the signature five, the signature six. Signature... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just goes yeah. back into product development. That's it. R&D. is not cheap. It's expensive. Dior, where are we at with the Spanish flu? So the Spanish flu obviously took hold around the time of World War One, and it's kind of tough. It, I don't think they found a cure, really, but it does seem like after a while of implementing things to stop the spread, it kind of died down, and as well as that, it was also kind of overshadowed by a few other pandemics that were going around, like typhoid and diphtheria that so would a bit kind on. of pop up. Um, and also, like, when World War One and also World War Two hit... It was like, well, some people are dying from the flu, but like everyone's dying at war, so that people kind of stop paying attention. What a death. And then I think it kind of just as hygiene and medicine got a bit better, yeah, it just it like it's still around and I think people still get it, but it's not it's not a pandemic it, and it's not is like fatal. is is the is the modern flu a descendant a, a, a relation of the Spanish? Like when you see like Priscilla Presley getting around, you're like, oh, she's definitely related to Elvis. Like she's definitely Elvis's daughter. It's yes. just like 
the daughter of the Spanish flu, the flu we have today. And it's like, you know, we look at orangutans and we go, yeah, we're related. Oh, we can see that we're related. And gorillas sure. and chimps and yeah. shit. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Five fingers, five toes. Yeah. Fucking Posable thumbs. Posable thumbs. I don't think I don't think it's the same as the regular flu, but it does seem like it is connected in terms of like mutations to things like the other flus that they've had, like bird flu and swine flu. It's all like because when it's an influenza, it's all just a mutation or a strain on like the original, the original one. So yeah. it is like Elvis's daughter. Yes. Shout out to Spanish flu. Uh, thank fuck you, gone. Thank, thank fuck because, you, gone. Because so. Uh, the Spanish flu, like, w- had or was the H1N1 strain, which was also similar to the swine flu, which I think was also an H1N1 strain. Sure, whatever that means. Yeah. So they come and they go. That's what we're getting up, punters and dribblers. They come and they go. Uh, look, where to from here? Fucking Who knows? God knows. We, we, we wait and we hope and we pray. But get vaccinated so we can fuck off so to the pub again. So we can get the fuck out of here. Um, Tom, that's probably enough, I think, on I've, on I've had more than already. enough. I've, I've had, had more than enough. Full. The punter and the dribbler don't come here for... Flu-based rhetoric. No, look... Well, you, you know what? They get what they get. They get what they get. They get what they're given, but also it gets a little bit fucking... You do want a break from, fl- from flu-based rhetoric. Yeah, you do, but you, you can't ever take a break from dribbling from yarn, no. Tom. And I think that's what we know to be true. Now, Eddie, I had to get this out of the box while we were talking flus. I'd like you to just... I did put this again. I think I put this up when I was looking at him yesterday, but just if it, it made it remind me of the rock taking us through his P2s, his Project Rocks, and basically the technology within the shoe. So you've got a padded collar for ankle support and comfort. That's yep. the tongue, not the collar. Oh, the collar. Yeah. Where's the collar? The back. Here. Yeah, that's the padded collar. Oh, here. Okay. No, where are you, where are you looking right that now? That collar. Oh, this. So what's a collar on a shirt? Yeah, so where your foot would go in around the rim. Oh, here. There you go, the collar and the back, the back tongue bit as well. Yep. Do you want to give me the shoe, maybe just quickly, so I can point it to you? <laughs> yeah, oh, the back the collar. Yeah, the collar. rear tongue. Yeah, the rear tongue. The yeah. rear tongue. That, I would have liked its official name, but that's well, all right. the, the official name is padded collar for ankle support, and it's just for added comfort. They've gone. Let's just make this thing more comfortable. Sure, they um, are. It, I tell you what, it is a comfortable. Back tongue. Yeah, but it's a comfortable shoe. It's a very comfortable shoe. It's got a reinforced heel counter for st- for superior stability. So I knew. Yeah, look, I I had an inkling that there was superior stability there. Yeah, I did. no, but so I'll show you where that is here. Just if you, this bit here is the reinforced heel counter. So they've actually put in some like structural integrity into the heel of the shoe. Yep. Which is nice. For when you're balling. Yeah, for when you're balling. Or but I think milk. The, the, the bottoms is where I'm really interested, Eddie. Uh, and so this is towards the back of the shoe. It's a pylon or phylon midsole cushioning for optimal comfort and stability as well. All about stability with the gaze. Yep. And then towards the front, we've got the durable outer sole with superior grip for enhanced agility and also acceleration, so it makes is that it the enhanced is that the yeah, enhanced grip yeah, and up the, the white sides? bit as well, and the white bit as well. But yes, that green it's meant to make you faster. I did feel quick when I put them on. Mm. I, I felt really fast. Like, would I run a fucking punter's ten in these or punter's nine? Yeah, hundred percent. I think so. Comfortably, that, I mean, some people might say not a sprinter's shoe. I'd say fucking. How do you well, try I'd say, them on and then come back to me? I'd say to that, how do you know? Yeah, what the fuck are you Are you, you wearing about? the signature threes or am I? Because I think who's I got am. the sig threes on? 
Who's pretty got sure, the SIG 3s on? Pretty sure I've got them on. And I know for a fact that I could run a sub 10. Comfortably. Comfortably. For the punter, which is a sub 12, which is like an 11. I reckon I could run 11, 8 in these. Easy. I don't even think, I don't even think I'd have to do them up. That's how confident I am. Yep. They're a terrific shoe, Tom. How much did they cost, Dave? Those ones, I think, were like 60 or 70 which was, was $69. Yeah, the top end of the gaze shoes. Right That's now. affordable. It is. It's very affordable. Andrew's helping out hardworking Australian families. Kids put, that just want a ball, ball on a budget. Ball on a budget, baby. Look, this isn't sponsored. We're just impressed by Andrew's work. No, um, not sponsored. The man knows a shoe. Yeah. That's what I'd say. It is sort of a, a, a shoe collab. Imagine if we did a fucking shoe collab with gays. <laughs> that would be the dream. Okay, that's, that's what we're trying to do. It'll never happen, but I'd like to do a shoe collab with you, Gazy. So someone send this to Andrew. Um, the HSP AG Project Ones. Yeah, like that. Yeah. HSP AG, or just a- HS. Yeah, HSAG. Kind of HSP AG sounds better. Yeah, HSP AG Project Ones. And then we can have them in that red and cream. That fly. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. Think about it, Andrew. I know you're listening, mate. Think about it. I think I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a shitload of sense. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the logical next step for us is to get into budget basketball shoes. I've always thought about that. I've always thought about that, Tom. I've always thought that's a logical next step. Can I blow your mind with a fact I heard this morning? Yep. Or maybe should... I heard it this morning, but I must have heard it before then, but it was reminded to me this morning, and it blew my fucking mind, and it's around... Uh, the science of, I guess, like motherhood and parenting and shit, but specifically motherhood. So do you remember how I told you maybe on a podcast a while ago that like when a baby's sick, the mother's breast milk like changes to be like uh, giving the medicine that will literally fucking combat the direct illness they have. I remember you telling me that. Which blows my mind. So Steph was telling me that, and if you want to talk about people that are doing their own research, like she's just balls deep into mother, mother content, right? She was saying that she heard on a podcast or she read it somewhere that like the overwhelming compulsion to like give your baby kisses and stuff from a mother perspective, obviously it's like showing affection and that's like a a side of it. But when the mother kisses the baby, it, she, the mother then like the mother's body picks up the bacteria on the baby's skin and can identify what is wrong with it, if anything, and that is how the milk changes. Like, and so it then changes what's going on in, in Steph's body to make sure that the baby's getting what it needs. Is that, is that true? I mean, I'm taking her at face value. Now, she could be lying to me, which would be a disgrace. <laughs> but she could be. But that's what she that's said. That's fucking wild. If that's true. But there's a part of me, like, obviously it's something where you go, like, fuck, if that's true, it's crazy. But then when you think about, like, the animal world and how things work, you're like, that also isn't as wild as you might think in terms of the utility value of the kisses. Do you think then by extension that the man kissing his child has got the lead off the female and he like it serves no benefit whatsoever? I don't think it serves much of a benefit, I think, but like I think some of it's also just like affection because there's a benefit to affection. Yes. If you had a failure to thrive, babies that aren't given affection in the early they days, die. they die. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. That's pretty wild. So, like, I think that yeah, maybe it's a multi-purpose. But, I mean, you can show affection without kissing. Of course you can, but it's just part of it. Like, 
you can cuddle and. What is the history of the kiss? It's the French kiss I'm talking about the here. The tongue. The tongue. Getting the, a good uh, tongue on. What, Obviously, what? we're now removing this from a mother-child conversation into a two consenting adults conversation. That's right. <laughs> of course we are. I don't think I needed to fucking stress that, but look. In these in, in these, these sickening times, these sickening maybe times, we do, dude. You got to stress everything. You got to stress everything. Otherwise, we'll be fucking be on a current affair. Yeah, exactly. Tracy Grimshaw's gonna be fucking door stopping. You're us. a pedophile. <laughs> no, Tracy. no, Tracy. We were talking about the history of the French kiss, babe. <laughs> fucking hell. Get off our back. The history of the French kiss, Dior. So um, it says here the kiss, not just the French kiss, because it does seem like kissing was not just invented by the French, but um, <laughs> shocking. Yeah. It says uh, comes from the Vedas, Sanskrit scriptures, Hinduism, basically all the very ancient religions. The first people that could write, they were like, oh, these dudes have been writing about kissing. But it does say um, some anthropologists believe that kissing is instinctual and intuitive, having evolved from activities like suckling or pre-mastication, which is chew- which is chew- you yeah, which is chewing food for people that so can't what, chew food. So you kiss your food. Well, so <laughs> others suggest that it evolved from checking the health of a potential mate via inspecting their saliva. But that's the thing, right? Like back in the day, like the senses. You think about like a dog sniffing another dog's ass and all these sort of things. Like back in the day, yes, the senses of humans were so much more heightened. I remember. So again, they've dulled. Fuck yeah, dude. Apparently, senses of smell within like I, I don't know how far back we go here, but like. I'm going to just say Neanderthal times day. This is going to be where your fingers get going. But our senses of smell used to be used to identify whether we were related to the potential mate so we didn't go and chong on with a, with a, with a relative and then have, you know, babies that weren't up to it. Is that – they used to do it off smell. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's pockets of society that could do with that fucking ability again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Queensland. Tasmania. Look at you, Tassie, Queensland. <laughs> look at you, Tassie. Look at a long, hard look at you, Tassie. Um, but that's pretty wild, right? That I'd is be, wild. I'd be fucked with not being able to smell. Well, I mean, you're like... You're like a mutation of that, right? Where my smell You're is- like so... You're, you've re- I'm so advanced, I've regressed. Yes. I'm so evolved that I've regressed. You've like lost the ability to make fire, sort of. Well, no, because I could make a fire. Fuck you. But, but I'm it, uh, like I haven't forgotten how to make a fire. I could. But you have. But your senses, ha- your smelling sense has. Well, if there's a gas leak, touch wood. I'm I'm in hot hot curry. Very odd stuff. Can you smell gas? Actually, gas is a thing you can smell. Can't Fucking over you. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I've read that. Especially in, like, science labs and shit and the ones at school. You know how you used to have those little, like, valves you could turn on in the science Bunsen lab? Bunsen burners. We were having this conversation. We were talking about that the other yeah, day. but there wasn't, like, the things that you connect to Bunsen Yeah, burner, yeah, the gas, the gas valve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently they put a chemical in that, and same with, like, stove gas and shit like that, that makes it smell so you can smell if there's a gas leak. Oh, so you oh. can't actually smell it? Not gas by itself, but most, like, gas valves, they put in a chemical so people can be like, oh, shit, there's a gas leak. There you yeah. go. Because it's got a distinct smell. Well, I mean, that's it's smart stuff. That is, that's smart footy. I certainly would still be fucked. It's eyes up stuff. That it's is eyes up, up stuff. And you were right about being able to smell family and stuff. It says, well, it says here humans can distinguish at least one trillion different odors, apparently. Humans can. Like humans now can. Or You cool. can distinguish no, like three. Can. That's how yeah, far I've behind you are. I've got three. But you've got gas, eucalypt. Well, I can't do gas. Or you know what though, dude? Like I, I thought you get... said you could smell a gas leak just no, before. No, I was saying I can't. I said right. I'd be fucked in a gas leak. Can you smell um like wood fire? No. Smoke? 
if it's right there, like I can be like, oh fuck it, I can feel it in my nostrils. You can't smell it. I can't be like, what can if there you was smell? a bushfire, right? Like when there's fires run, I wasn't like, oh fuck, there's fires on. Apart from the fact there was smoke. What and can you smell? Like if you're if you're walking past like some dudes having a ciggy, no, 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 not no, real. No so so you've never had like the experience of walking randomly in a street and you just smell weed and you're like, oh, I wonder. No, that. fuck, no, not that's, at all. Can you smell weed? No. When I when what I used to, fuck, I didn't know it was fucking, this bad. That's the problem. I was like, I don't. I know do I, know it, but I forget how I don't know fucking that weird it is. Like you know, I'm, I to be honest, I forgot to put fucking deodorant on today. I'm like, I could reek like shit. I assume I don't, but. Assume I, nothing. I know. Um, trust me, I usually assume nothing when it comes to the scent of my body because I'm like, I don't want to be caught short. And I know how people talk about people who stink and I don't want to be that one where it's like, people usually talk about people who stink behind their back. And that's like, they just don't want to tell me like, dude, his B.O.'s fucked. I know of people like friends and shit and I've heard people talk about the B.O. And I'm like, I don't want to be in this conversation. When ever. someone tells you you stink, it's... It's like getting hit with a fucking I mean, thousand it's bricks. Like being dumped. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Do I? St- no, I don't. First reaction. No, I don't. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm not fucking why bringing it up I, for no reason. No, why would I take time out of my day? Like to we've, I, we've been bitching about you behind your back for ten minutes, yeah. and we, it, it took one of us to, to fucking uh, muster up the courage to say something, and now you're disputing it. <laughs> It's no, also no, been no. longer than 10 minutes. Like you, <laughs> if you stink, people have been talking about you and your smell for fucking months or even years going, fuck, this guy always stinks. And then someone, no, finally, no, but- <laughs> someone finally gets the carriage up to just go, listen, dude, you have BO that is unchecked. Well, look, you can go down that path as a bloke who always stinks and no one ever said anything. Or there was the other time where you just you've played a shocker that day. Yes, of course. I'm and shockers thinking, can be played. But I'm going to think of someone who is like... Uh, continuously You don't want to be a stinky guy. No, that's a that's a that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah. That's fucking that's, that's a huge. problem, dude. And that's, so that's a lifestyle change that you need to make. And that's why I am usually ninety nine percent of the time very liberal with my application of deodorant and aftershave or whatever the fuck it's called. But I can smell spearmint right up at the schnoz, eucalyptus right up at the schnoz, and then like if you were to smell petrol when you're doing the Again, I've got to be, like, fucking looking for it. You know what I mean? I can't just be like, ooh, it's in the air. If you spray, like, deodorant into the lid and I'm sort of sniffing it, but I can't I can't identify s- the smell of it. I can't be like, oh, it's citrus and fucking... What percentage of s- taste is smell? Heaps. As I've got older, I've realised that my sense of taste isn't as good. Like, I can definitely taste because I can definitely smell some shit, but I can definitely taste... It's just that, like, again, if I'm having, like, a fruit juice or, like, a mixture of things, like a boost juice or whatever, because I'm always having those. Um, <laughs> you you love your boost juice, do you? I love, I'm a huge boost juice guy. Uh, but, you know, just being – I can't necessarily always identify the specific fruits that are in there. I'd be like, oh, this tastes nice. And I can – there are some more, like, overwhelming fruit tastes. But, like, individually, I can eat watermelon and be like, yeah, I know this tastes like watermelon. If I was to close my eyes and eat it, put it that way. Mm. So – uh, the relationship between taste and smell happens because it basically says flavor perception is an aggregation of taste, haptic, and smell sensory information um, with like olfaction and taste as well. And what happens is your tongue only has like the five um, taste sensors, so it does that. But then when you're chewing the food, you release the odorance of the food by chewing it up and releasing it with your tongue. And then as you're kind of breathing, you're inhaling the smell of the food as you're eating it as well. Ah. So your taste is dog shit. 
Well, it's not No, but shit. I think what might happen with Tom's taste, which I'm just basing off these two paragraphs I've read, is that TikTok he, he would be able to taste things within the five different senses of his tongue, but more minute uh, flavours that would be activated by the wider range of smells we can smell, he wouldn't be able to access. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. That so could you've have got- been a doctor telling me that. He, he said that very well. <laughs> So basically, you put foods into five categories. That's all I've got. That's in category one, yeah. category two, category three. I mean, three. this is far less medical from you. I was preferred to just go with what Dave said, which gave me some hope. If there's any doctors out there, because believe it or not, I've never been to see anyone about it uh, in my entire life. Which is shocking. It is. I had an excuse up until probably the age of 16 or, I mean, let's say 18, because my parents never took me and I blame them for it. I blame them now for my apathy around it and not going to do it, but I can't blame them for me not going and doing it from 18 onwards, which is, you know, almost half my life. Uh, but no, I've never seen anyone. If you're a doctor, if you want to give me some advice, can, has medical science got to a point where I'm going to be able to smell again? be great to know. Is there a Crayola stuck up my nose? We haven't. It could be, you know, there could be a bit of Lego up there. Would you, sure. would you be open to wearing like some sort of smelling aid on your nose so you can smell again? Definitely not. <laughs> I've got this far. It's not that much of an issue. So you'd only kind of do something about it if it was completely subtle. and that, yeah, yeah, like, you know, if they just had to go and like twinge my brain a little bit. If I, though, when you see those videos, like when someone's colorblind and they put glasses on and then they can see color for the first time, which would just be complete mindfuck. If I then could just start smelling, I, it would be pretty overwhelming. I imagine. Is shit always smelling? Can you, mm. like, do you always have the smell of something in your nose? Or no, is it- because I feel like when you walk into a room, you smell something, it might hit you at first, but even if, if it's a bit of a bad smell after like a minute, you're like, oh, I'm used to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So at the moment, I'm not getting much. Yeah, I can't really smell it. <laughs> right. I'm not getting much, but yeah. you, like, if every wa- room you walk into has a smell. That's at least initially. And wild. then you're like, if you walk into someone's house, like, people's house, this is the wig out. Everyone's house has a different smell, and it's always consistent. That's like you so can true. you can walk that's into a house so and be like, true. "Yeah, that's oh, their house." And I remember this really? from when yeah. I was like really young. Like my mate always used to smell like his house, and like that. Was yeah, just yeah. Go really? yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big one. People's houses that. have so smells. Yeah. That's wild. even if you move house. It, the smell comes. Yeah. Well, because it's obviously the smell is populated by the people in it. Yeah, right? and the foods they eat. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Fucking crazy. Well, God damn it, I'm missing out. That goes back to what I was going to say before about um, being able to sniff family or sniffing different people. Apparently, after if you shake someone's hand, within 30 seconds, if you sniff your palm, like hypothetically, those smells can give you insights into like their health, their emotional state. Like, if you guys are, like, hormonally attracted to each other and stuff like that. Wait, so, like, subconsciously, you're picking that up through your body? Essentially, because, like, the way people... Attraction kind of works on, like, hormone smells and stuff like that as well um, on a very, like, Do you reckon level. you could train yourself so that you got it to a point where it wasn't subconscious? It became conscious? So you're like, mm. okay, this bloke's been eating pretty poorly. Um, he seems like he's a little anxious today. He's anxious as fuck. <laughs> he must have a big meeting on or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it says here. Supports about Parramatta. The <laughs> <laughs> about the one trillion different odors that you can smell, like subconsciously your brain could kind of differentiate them, but the human language and our experience doesn't allow for like the differing between like the most minuscule of smells. Like, right, so it would have to happen on a subconscious level that just yeah. gives you an, it gives you almost just like a vibe. That's, I wonder how much of that mm. is like when you think like a... You know, like, trust your gut. It's like, 
it may not actually be as sort of like purely a vibe-based fucking feeling as much as it might be your body's reaction to minute little indicators that you're getting from the subconscious. Yeah. And I'm sure it's all down to like familiarity as well. Like if you're subconsciously in some room with a lot of familiar smells, you're going to feel like comfortable there and you're going to feel good about that. Yeah. You're like... In a place place you don't know and fucking... Fascinating stuff. That is fascinating stuff. It's why you come to us. That's why you come to us. The Thursday hard-hitting pod. shit, baby. The Thursday pod. Um, Do you want to yeah. talk some sport? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Was there some... Like, you've just always not been able to smell, right? You yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't remember ever being able to smell any more than, like, I currently do. Wow. I almost think, like... You might not even want to be able to smell everything. Like going from well, yeah, it might be yeah. overwhelming, right? Yeah, like it might sure. it might be something where I'm like, fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Especially especially with young kids as well. Yeah, yeah, but then like that's what's crazy as well. So Steph can smell when Evie's getting sick. She goes, she just wow. she, like it's could you, fuck. Could you smell a dirty diaper? No, 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 no. That's crazy. But like Steph will literally be like, she smells funny. There's something about her, like I don't know whether it's like a fucking saliva or whatever, like but. And then invariably, like, a day later, Evie yeah. will get sick. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's wild to go off, like, smell. Yeah, it's so animalistic and primal. Yeah, no, her breath's a bit her breath's a bit this or that. And you're just like, dude, that is fucking bananas. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here fucking, you know, <laughs> farting. That's also yeah, the problem as well. Say, like- <laughs> I don't know how bad my farts smell. I don't know how bad farts smell in general. I don't know what bad smells are. Like, I don't know, like, a really fuck smell. So... I remember when I was working in radio and the first job I had, I was a producer, but I was the only producer of the show. So I'd sit out in like the airlock is what it's called. So it's outside the fucking booth. Mm. You know, you're putting calls through and all that. And I would just fucking rip farts because who cares? Like, yeah. I'm not even thinking about holding them in because I don't even care. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> I don't, holding in farts for me became There's like, no well, but like, Okay, so I just used to rip farts. Then I moved to another radio station and I was working with a co-producer who was this chick. So, like, even with a dude, it's, like, a little easier because guys just sort of rip farts yeah. more comfortably. But I was with a girl. And so I was like... And in the morning is when you, you know, you need post to take coffee. dumps or post coffees. It's all a bit more like there's a lot going on. It's an active time for the bowel. And so I would just be, like, having to hold farts in. And I, for the first time, felt like what it must be like for people to hold farts. I was like, oh, like I feel like I had tummy cramps the whole yeah. time because I'm trying to hold in farts. And I have to go to the bathroom all the time just to go and sit on the toilet and just like, <laughs> I think I was going to shit my pants. But I was just holding in these yeah. farts all the time. So I'd never really experienced what that was like. And again, like Steph doesn't exactly love it, but I rip farts at home. Yeah. It's funny, my old man never farted in front of mum. He was always like, that's a disgrace. Like, not disgraceful, but he was like, you don't fart in front of women. Usually you pick things up from your parents. I just didn't. Maybe it's because yeah. I can't smell it, but I'm just like, sorry, dude. Well, yeah, well, I mean, if you, I had, rip farts. If you never had any sisters or anything either, like you'd just grown up well, around. I had a sister. Well, oh, I've got a sister. sister. Yeah, I've got oh, an older sister. Oh, yeah, but she lives in America. She lives in, yeah, in okay. uh, New York. Shout well, out to I Bonnie. Did, I did um, But... Yeah. I've always just ripped farts because I don't... I. I don't know the consequence of my actions. But I tell you what, as someone who doesn't hold in farts that often, holding in farts is fucking torture. Like holding in farts is a horrible fucking time. I don't understand why anyone does it. I'm Obviously, I get that well, farts... You don't understand because you can't smell. No, I know, yeah. exactly. Like they smell, but I'm sort of like, what's the, the, the benefit? 
Yeah. Like, is the benefit just to like be super uncomfortable and probably going against what naturally you should be doing, which is like just letting it rip? Yeah. Or just go and listen. Sorry, guys, I've got a fucking, I've got something rogue on board, and I've got to get it out of my body quick. Pet, well, so, when you compare it to a sneeze, which like is actively spreading germs that can make people sick, which is very widely accepted. Correct. People, have, people aren't going to have a go at you and be like, "Oh, you sneeze, dude." Oh, but like. Yeah, but it's like, because farts no, stink. Yeah. Yes, I get but it. But like, no germs in a fart. I was saying like, like when I worked at uh, radio, when I was in radio and like, so when I was just producing by myself, I could rip because no one was around me. So I'd fart my ass off. Then when I was at my, the next job, I was producing with uh, someone else and I was like, and it was in the morning. So it was like the bowels fucking up and making moves at six in the morning. And it was like, for the first time ever, I had to really hold in some monsters. And it was like, I felt like I was fucking about to have diarrhea. I'd have to constantly go to the bathroom just to rip farts. And I thought I was going to shit my pants. Look. Just let them go, I say. Yeah, look, you can say that. You can say just let them go. couple of things, though. <laughs> they do stink. And they are very unpleasant for those around you. How long? Do they linger for a long time? Oh, they can linger, bro. Like, they how can, long? 30 seconds you can get them up to, I reckon. Okay, but that's... 30 seconds is a small price Sometimes you... It's like so bad you have to leave the room sometimes. Yeah, like sometimes like, you almost throw up. Like that's like a fucking, that's, an, that's a hell of an ordeal. You don't fucking go to work on shit money to <laughs> sit next to some bloke who's fucking farting all day. And then also like you become that guy yeah, and you can't yeah. shake that title. Yeah, yeah, Bro, there's this guy, guy I work with, he farts all fucking day. Like if you're close with someone... Fine. Like if you do it, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if you're if he's a coworker yeah, and you don't have beers with this person, or if no. it's fucking dare I say it, a woman yeah. that you're fighting in front of, like it's uncouth. That was the problem. I was fight. I was I was working with a woman, dude. If you like, she would have quit. I reckon. If you <laughs> oh, kept look, it up. I held him in. It was a lifestyle change. That was probably the hardest part of the job. Not getting up at three in the morning for breakfast radio every day. It was just trying to hold in farts for fucking eight hours. <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> Especially in a, in a studio. Is like, that why you quit? Oh no, you were like, <laughs> no, I got sacked. <laughs> Maybe they sacked me because I fucking fart all yeah, the time. Studio is one of the more airtight and like generally clean type spaces. Like, that yeah, but you know what, dude? That's also corners. the thing that used to fuck me off about that place was that it was seen as like a badge of honor if you didn't take sick days. And I'm like, bro, this was obviously like 20, 2019, so it was just before COVID hit. Funnily enough. But there were these old fucking radio, like, you know, stalwarts who were like, oh, I haven't had a fucking sick day in 30 years, 40 <laughs> years. And I'm like, all right, bro. And then this guy came in sick as a fucking dog. And he was an on-air guy. I'm not taking a sick day. And so there were two studios that would connect. And we were the breakfast studio. And then his was the one, like, straight after us. And then there was, like, a little sort of chamber that connected the two studios. So you'd walk into there and then you'd either go left or right into the studios. And he came in sick as a motherfucking dog and for whatever reason the aircon or something wasn't working in his studio so he made us have the doors open to both studios and every motherfucker got sick and it was like sick sick. Like if I, had, if I got COVID and felt as bad as I did in that one I'd be like oh I might die. Like I was at home like I was I think it took like a week and a half off work like it's like you don't usually usually you're sick for a few days it was like everyone got sick every on-air person every fucking producer every panel operator did anyone say something to him it was the thing you did it was like a badge of honor i'm like fuck this shit this is ridiculous this is the dumbest fucking thing ever like someone i mean now in today's context it's like someone might die bros 
But um, yeah, that was one of those things in radio where you're like, this isn't a badge of honor, guys. Like, you're sick. It's cool. You can have a sick day, dude. I don't want to get. I don't want to get it. It's and like, if I know like I've got a, it off you, it'll make me feel worse. It's like it's a manly thing. Like, oh, yeah. I'm so manly, I don't yeah. get sick. Like, and they're on air with, like, these stuffy voices. They sound like shit. And you're just like, bruh, come on now. Come on now. Go home to bed. You might die. You're, old, you're older as well. You're an older gentleman. Good man. Like, nice guy. I'm not, this isn't a knock on them, but it was just that mentality of, like, don't take a sick day. I'm like, that's silly, though. Anyway, shout out to farts. Shout out to sick days. Um... So before we get into just some of those sport topics, this Saturday, 7.30, we're doing the live stream, Manly v. Power Up. We're going to be in here, big TV, you, me, D. Kempi, if he comes, Kempi thinks we didn't invite him, whereas we just didn't actually tell him, which was probably, I think that's more offensive considering it's his fucking studio and we just spoke to his producer about doing it. Yeah, but he, like, the producer's the one that sets it all up. Well, no, completely. You but know? I'm just like, Kempy thinks we didn't invite him. And I'm like, bro, that's not the case. We literally, the first time I told you was when we were on the air. Not a big deal. I don't know why he took it so poorly. He's got to come. Like, I mean, just. He needs to fucking smarten up a he's, bit. He's, you know? like, around the corner. We want him in. But whatever, Kempy. Look, if you're going to take it that way. There's nothing we can do about no, it. we can't do it. We can't do anything about it. We want you there, but there's nothing we can do about it. If you want to be a sook about it, that's fine. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. Listen, you are invited if you, you want to come yeah. and watch Manly Pump the Eels. 7.30 this Saturday night. It will be live streamed on YouTube. It's our debut live stream. It's going to be fucking wild. fun and fresh and fruity yeah. and fun. The thing that will be a little different, because obviously like there's, you know, the Kempi has his companion, the YKTR boys do a companion. We're looking to take a bit more of a punting approach we're gonna whip a couple home we're gonna whip a couple home you'll be able to follow along we're gonna have some bets on this game and you know hopefully we're sort of working on the technology now we've got our um you know our our crack team of uh, it our it department which is huge sort of just working out how we can have our bets on screen so you can follow along you know who we've got you know what fucking uh, first try scorer anytime Fucking margins at halftime, full time. The, the whole smorgasbord of shit. Yeah. Look, if we pick them all, which I intend to, it's going to be a good day for us. And yeah. you can in, you can join in too. You can join in. You can by watching on. us win. You know. Well, but also we might even start like a little bit just before the game kicks off, so that you can get on. You some can of get on too if you want. You can get on too. That's right. And maybe we'll be like that hundred and forty thousand dollar punter who fucking who picked the. The margin in every NRL game last week. Did you say that? I, someone pointed it out to me on the weekend. That is... That was pure joy. That, pure ecstasy. But that should be more than 140 grand. How much did you put on it? $16. Oh, okay. Okay, so that is that is exactly what he should have got then. That's fucking insane. And as a math guy, I don't know if you should be sort of dictating well, your math to the I'm pun not, on the dribble. I'm not a math guy, you mean. That's exactly... Yeah. Yeah. Not a math guy. Yeah. My mum, when we were doing, uh, when we were in high school, so like, I think, I don't know if this is the same at every school, but like when you get to year 10, I think you're able to drop maths if you want. My mum was, or is it year 11? 11. And my mum was just like, fucking, you got to do math. And I was like, but I'm just fucking, anyway, she talked me into it. I think I was in the first class of general maths and I just went, I'm out. <laughs> I just left. Going, Fuck it, not doing it. Fuck math. Um, anyway, some sport, Eddie. Look. Whispers swirling, Tom. Yep. And I don't like that. I don't like when whispers swirl. Yeah. Because... It can throw you off. It can throw you off. 
But whispers swirling nonetheless about the Ashes potentially in turmoil off the back of players in limbo around whether or not their families can come. Now, the Tour of Australia traditionally a long-haul exercise. Yes. Out here for months and months and months. So they Three want Three months-ish over Christmas as well. Like, the, it's a family time. Well, I mean, they get out of here in November and they leave Feb. It's like four months probably. Yeah. Uh, and they want their families here, which I is understandable. I get it. I get but it. given the current climate, they're not getting a whole lot of fucking clarity around the issue. To the point where Michael Vaughan's now talking about delaying the Ashes potentially if England can't be- bring their best side. I mean, is that a little bit convenient, England? Look, sort of. When Joffre Arch is not available, like, you Stokes know. has sort of taken some time out of the game. I think more that this highlights Cricket Australia's need for... Vlandy's just to go, you know what, I might just be the administrator for every sport in the country that we care about. So that's cricket, rugby league, racing. Well, the, the punter and the dribbler care about. Yes. And, he, I mean, what's he doing in summer? Fuck all. Fuck all. There's no racing on and there's no rugby league. And quite frankly, he Peter... He can fit it in. You can fit it in. If anyone can fucking fit it in, if anyone can make time and make it work, it's PVL. So what we need him to do is go, listen, I'll take over fucking Cricket Australia because it's fucking run by a bunch of losers... And with the greatest respect, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but if the fact that we're talking about it means that they are poorly run. Yes. To a degree. PVL needs to make this happen. PVL goes, all right, oh, you need families out? Sweet. Whatever. Listen to me. And listen to me. As long as you pay for it all, we'll, we'll make it work. Listen carefully. This has been a cunt of a year. There's no other way to fucking slice it or dice it. And if the Olympics has taught us anything, it's that we need sport on the telly yep. to get us through these trying times. And the Ashes, especially if we're out of lockdown, is just going to be like the fucking, the culmination of this year where we just, it's just, it just it's gone from shit to glory. Yep. And we're out and about and we're ripping and we're tearing and the nation's taking Sun's wickets shiny, and we're scoring fucking runs. Now, People rightly are pointing out that there are people stranded in the UK that can't get home. I understand that. That's shit. I would say this. If the fucking... If Australian cricket and the UK and UK cricket, big, you know, plenty of coins. ECB. ECB and the... ACB? ACB. Um, yeah, CA? Australian cricket. Or CA. CA yeah. The Ashes is worth so much fucking money. There are so many empty planes sitting on the tarmac because no one's fucking using them. Pay to hire a fucking plane, fly the fucking thing over there, and bring them all back. Yeah, like yeah, that's what you do. You take some of the profit, some of the profit from the ashes, which is shitloads. Get two planes over there. Yeah, and fucking if you got to quarantine them up in the bloody desert, then in demandables with a bit of aircon, so be it, bruh. Let's get the fucking thing done. The NRL's locking down hotels for teams, as if we can't lock down a hotel for Ashes fans. Are you, but are you telling me that we can't go and get a couple of demandables if we have to? Yeah, but I'm just saying, listen, the WAGs, wives and girlfriends of uh, English cricketers, rightly or wrongly, probably going to need something flashier than a demandable in the desert. You could dress it up. Cool. Well, you could dress it up. Bit of cladding. Beautiful. Paint cladding, the fucking actually, thing. you could put some fucking some sandstone cladding on there. Sand... Look, now we're speaking, now we're talking. Mm. Now, Okay, am I in a villa now in the, in the south of France Ooh. or am I in a fucking demandable covered in cladding? I don't know. Water feature? Something. Water feature. Fucking get on the blower to Norellan pools. Yeah. Like, we need a fucking pool in here, mate. Yeah. You or, could make it. Or even it. just like, I mean, obviously maybe a pool might be tough, but like, or an above ground pool. 
That's what I'm talking about. Don't even bother digging a Don't hole. Don't dig a hole. Fuck that. Little ladder up into the fucking thing. Just fill it with water. Maybe like a sound system playing sort of like sounds of the piazza. Yep. You know what I mean? Like See? you're in Italy. Yep. Now we're talking. Get some, you know, get some fucking nice oven pizzas ready to go. Mm. Bang. I'm a cane. You've guy, done it again, a baby. playing an accordion. Look, now, now we've got a vibe. Yeah. Now we've got a vibe. And a vibe that you can't say no to. That's what I would say. So there are options. There are ways to finesse this thing. Mm. But we need Peter on board, it would seem like. Because if they take the ashes away from me, Tom, this year. That would be one of the most brutal things I you could do I will be ropeable. That would be one of the most brutal things you could do to a country. You can't. You just can't. You can't do that. Please don't. Please don't it do can't, that. You just you can't. It can't be done. Don't um, do it. It can't be done. That would be fucked. There's already... I'm loving... But we've just come up with solutions. Yeah, we it have. It took us two seconds. It took us two seconds. Just a little bit of fucking effort. And if you want to sugar... If you want to make it a, a bit sweeter, sell it this way. For those Aussies stranded in the UK because they can't get back, go into a fucking lottery to join the English players on the way over, a couple of spare seats. Mm. Just fucking... Or... Load them up, lump go, them over. Listen, I know you want to get back and you want to see mum, you want to see dad, but what about, like the prospect of no ashes. Like, do you want to not have the ashes on? And then they'll go, you know what? Fuck flying back. There, the, a no ashes world is the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst outcome is a summer with no ashes, especially if we're still locked down, which I don't think we will be Eddie, but you just don't know. No. You just don't know. No. And there's nothing sweeter than an ashes in Australia. It just, it feels right. Mm hmm. It feels nice. We love fucking winning ashes in Australia. And when we're out of lockdown and we've just got, like, imagine if we come out of lockdown just as the first ashes is starting. Just as summer's starting to really heat up. Australia, this could be, like, the greatest summer Australia's ever had. This could be the greatest summer of all time. Think about that. Think about what's at stake. Mm. Too much. Greatest summer of all time. Of all time. In the history of summers, and we've had some rippers down here, it could well be the greatest summer of all time. That's what's at stake. So we need we need decision makers to start getting in there and making decisions and fucking getting the government on board, mm. getting English cricket on board, getting the players on board, getting the wags on board. Decision now, makers now, who are tasked with making big decisions. I think we've got four months until the first test, something like that. Now, that's 16 weeks. That's not that long. We need action to be taken now. Uh-huh. And if it's not taken soon, then I think Peter needs to put his hand up. Peter needs to put his hand up and help. Because no one else, I mean... No one else can do it. No one else can do no it. No one else can do it. It's been and proven even time if, and time Even again. if he just comes on as a, in an advisory role where it's like, listen, as Cricket Australia, we don't want to be seen to be acknowledging that St. Peter Volandis is the greatest sports administrator in the history of the country, even though he is. We can't be seen to be acknowledging that from a rival administrator we're just going to have you as a silent advisor that we all know he's fucking doing just to help. Yeah. Pete just wants sport. He wants, obviously he wants rugby league and racing to be the best, which they are, but he also understands that summer needs to be good for winter to be good. It's the yin and the yang. If summer's shit, winter won't, you know, we come into winter with a malaise. The best thing about a good summer is you're ready for winter by the time it's finished. You don't want to come into winter flat, Pete. No. We all know that. You roll into winter usually going, I cannot fucking wait for rugby league. If you have a summer deprived of cricket, you're going, I'm actually not as amped for rugby league because I wasn't fed my diet of cricket. 
I'm flat. I'm flat as a tack. Yeah. I haven't had my cricket fill. Yeah. Now I want cricket and rugby league at the same time. And that's it. Now you've got too many flavors in the stomach. Yeah. Too many conflicting substances trying to wrestle for attention. And that ain't healthy. No, it's not. It's very unhealthy. And that's it as well. Does Peter want the Ashes rescheduled to fucking, you know, February, March? No, he doesn't. You don't want to be competing. March, April? The start of the rugby league season, the start of the fucking Ashes? No. What if they turn around and said, yep, Ashes starts in February? Now you've got a problem. You've got a big fucking problem. Big, huge problem. I've got a problem because there's no cricket on over, the, over, crick, over Christmas and New Year and big December bash. and January. I've got a huge problem then. Problems are massive for me. So I've got a problem. Now Pete's got a problem because rugby league and the Ashes going toe-to-toe. And listen, Who my- do you reckon is going to win? Sorry, I hate to say it. I love rugby league, but who do you reckon is going to win that battle? Well, the Ashes has to win it because of the wins. Ashes is only on for five tests. And rugby the, it's, only on, it's only on in this nation every four years. Yeah. So, we can't I mean, have that. We can't have it. We can't have it. Now, rugby league could just move all the games to night games. But still, I'll be, I'll be hammered on some of those days and I won't even be up for the fucking rugby league games. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, when you sometimes when you're pissed and you yahooing after a big long day at the cricket, if there's rugby league on in the background, but I'm mid yarn, it's it's just the background. It's going to be on in the background, yeah, it, because I'm on a fucking ball terror here and I'm mid yarn, so nothing's stopping that. Nothing's nothing. getting in front of your, nothing's getting in front of you if you're mid yarn. Nothing, nothing. And people that know me well know that to be true. The yarn is like an icebreaker, just fucking parting everything in its path. Get and we can way. we can sit down to watch the rugby league, but soon enough we'll be turned towards each other, and we're yarning, and we're yarning, and the rugby league has taken a back seat. Once the rugby more. league is the ice just getting pushed to the side. We don't want that. No, we don't. We do not want that. Not to mention that one of the tests is a day nighter, which will conflict with rugby league anyway. And then there's the Perth test, which, which is, is on at night us. for us. So again, you, it, look, murky waters, waters you don't want to wade into. Don't make us. Don't make us choose. Just get the ashes on. For Don't make us choose, Peter. We're going to disappoint you. I'm yeah. telling you to your face. I know we've been a big supporter of yours, and we still love the game of rugby league. I love it more than almost anything, except the ashes. It is what it is. Don't make us choose. <laughs> uh, so whilst rugby league is still obviously the mainstay of everyone's, or it's at the forefront of everyone's mind, Edward, this is sort of the time of year where cricket does start to the conversations around cricket start to bubble up again a bit more and it only sort of increases from here and ramps up and ramps up. Now, Australia just got fucking absolutely butt-fucked by... Uh, were they playing Bangladesh? Yeah. Yep. Playing Bangladesh in Bangladesh in a T20 series. They lost 4-1. And apparently, the Australian media manager put up a video on the socials. Dave, you can get the specifics of this for us, but of... Bangladesh celebrating and JL not happy about that and apparently publicly rinsed the guy. Well, apparently someone involved in Cricket Australia wasn't happy and he had it out with them and then JL's come over the top and really fucking doubled down. So someone from Cricket Australia going, hey, don't put up something of us losing. Yeah. And then JL's gone, oi, seriously don't put like something Like the team manager or some shit was like, bro, that's not, that's not good enough. And then JL's come in fucking and swinging the hog around. Guy. Yeah. Now, JL, a prickly character, apparently. And after a 4-1 loss to Bangladesh in Bangladesh in a World Cup year for the 2020 format, fair to say JL wouldn't be stoked. With that result? No. No. JL actually under a bit of pressure as a coach, which is funny. Well results. Yeah. 
It's a results-based results fucking industry. industry. That's exactly right. And unfortunately for JL, no one has forgotten about the capitulation to a coaliless India last year. I certainly fucking haven't. I haven't. The Gabba hasn't. Poor old Fortress Gabba. It's not forgotten. No, I don't it think hasn't. it's recovered. No, Fortress Gabba's fucking still in tears. It's in tears. It's inconsolable. Now, obviously, not all the blame rests with jail. That would be ridiculous, particularly in cricket, where the coach doesn't have a whole lot to fucking do with it. But under pressure, he is. And it if is you go a loss to India, like... a loss to India into a fucking uh, uh, comprehensive loss to Bangladesh in a World Cup year, yeah, not great, not great, not a great look, but. Also, if you're like the team social media manager and you're coming up against JL, who a Zendo Kai black belt, <laughs> yeah, do your own research on Zendo Kai. But it is a martial art, Dave. Is it? What is Zendo Kai? I think so. Dave was just messaging. No, us no, no, I was Dave looking was up because you. in between the India series and the Bangladesh series, we lost a T20 and an ODI series to the West Indies. Yeah, so, we so we haven't won since. No, we haven't been doing a whole. And lot we of also games. we made our lowest ever ODR, uh, lowest ever T twenty total against Bangladesh in this series. Which How was much what? Was it? Sixty-two. Ooh. Jesus Christ! They could have done with me out there. Let's be honest. For those of you that are new, uh, I am a dominant force in the seventh division Sydney T twenty competition, in which you standing. no longer play. Well. Currently, we can't because there's fucking COVID. I, but I even thought before that you'd fucking thrown it in. Thrown it in? Fuck no, dude. No? No way. Dude, it's the best fun ever. Thick Ropes County 11, the official T20 side of the podcast. Oh, of course. Just want to see him play more, that's all. Well, fuck, I'd love to be playing, mate. Love to be out there. My bloody, my cricket instincts, whilst still there. You Dulling? Know, well, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> It's age old, baby. It's age old. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Um, but yeah, so... So Zendokai um, is a training and grading system for karate and martial arts. A training and... So it's a type of training of karate. Essentially, yeah. And other martial arts. Can you just Google Justin Langer and Zendokai? <laughs> Point is... He's a black belt. Where do, sure. Okay, well, whose side are you on here then? Um, do you think? Do you think that the media manager should be putting up a, a video of Bangladesh celebrating? Listen, I, I sort of look under the team socials. No, probably not. It's probably not the greatest decision. And I think also, if if the higher ups telling you to take it down, then you just do it. Social media guy, like, don't. He he put up a fight. Yeah, which I think's fucking stupid. It's like, bruh, a do you know who JL is? Because if you do, then you shouldn't have fucking. You shouldn't be going against him. Do you know what he? Out of respect. For what jail's done for the nation. Yeah. I think you just take it down based on that and that alone. But also, but if he's first asked by someone higher up, going, hey, bruh, let's maybe not put up a video of us losing on our socials. Like you put up a result, right? Every team. You, get, you put up a result and say, tough loss. Yeah, tough loss. Everyone knows the fucking thing. We go format. back, we get better, we lift. But to put up the fucking thing of the loss, I'm not finding it like outrageously egregious. Like, I'm not like it's disgraceful, but I'm like, if someone asks you to take it down who's higher up and like, hey, dude, maybe don't do that, just. There's, it's re- is that the hill you want to die on? Like, who gives a fuck? Just yeah, take it down. Now, now you're offside with the team. Yeah. Now which isn't like, good because if you're the social fuck. media manager, you need to be in with the team. You, need, you to want get to be able content. to get fucking good content. You need to be a pal of the team. Yeah. To be they laid out publicly. You. Like, I don't, think you, I don't think you've got a job this summer. That's what it sounds the like. The way the article read was people were like, oh, people were shocked at the way JL ripped this guy. But it's like, I mean... 
JL ripped some dumbass social media manager who didn't do what he was told. But JL ripped him publicly after he ignored the he fucking ignored request. a directive. Yeah. So it wasn't like jail stormed in the moment it was posted, although you can bet your bottom dollar jail passed that message on to the team manager. Yes. Like, I I mean, you know, we, Dave's our only real employee at this point, and I certainly don't think we've ever ripped you, have we? Like, you know, I don't think we've ever been fucking aggressive. I mean, obviously we haven't, but you might be like, oi, what the fuck's this? You know, oi, fix this. Or, But, like, I also can understand in a workplace a boss ripping someone if they... Do something, not just from doing something wrong. I think that's bullshit, right? If someone fucks up, like everyone fucks up. But if they directly oppose like what you're doing, like if you go, don't do this, and they're like, we'll fucking do it, you're like, gonna have to rip you now. If I started like <laughs> posting promotional material for, the N- for NRL 360 or something. Well, yeah, or like exactly something like where we're going, oi, don't put that up. And you're like, we'll fucking on. And you go, uh, I'm sorry, dickbag. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? And that's not you. You're not a dickbag. You're a friend. But like, but you can you, see where we're taking this. You can see where we're taking this. We Do what you're fucking told, mate. Because that's because you're employed by the. You're only here. You're a social media manager, so you're like you can go be a social media manager anywhere. But also, whose side are you on? Yeah, bro? what the fuck? Because dude? if we lose to four one to Bangladesh in a World Cup year, that's not a good look. No, you and you're. It, it appears like you're celebrating that, which I'm finding strange. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fuck's going on? What what's that about? When is the T Twenty World Cup? Is that in October? End of the year. So well, we've got that that's here? No, that's not here. It's overseas. I think they've moved it to like Dubai or somewhere in That'll Asia. be weird. That's not exactly ideal uh, Ashes preparation. Yeah, although you, there's not a lot of crossover. Well, there UAE is UAE and Oman. So we will. That's at least good though. We'll be able to roll into T Twenty. So that's in October. NRL finishes straight into a T Twenty World Cup. Love, Love that. That's perfect. That is perfect. Then you I don't the think, I don't think there'll be much crossover. Well, I think there would be, but I think some of the players playing in the Ashes are probably like, you know I, what? But that's what, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think they will. Like, I think there are a few of them actually didn't go. Like, Pat Cummins didn't go. Smudge didn't go. That actually reminds me. I've got a smudge topic, actually. That dovetails nicely into my smudge topic. Do you know what's weird? Sorry, before we move on no, to that's that. Right. The, so there's the World Cup uh, this year um, in United Arab Emirates and Oman. And then in 2022, there's another T20 World Cup, which is in Australia. In I think it's every, every two years. years. It would have been last and year. They didn't have one and last they would have moved year. it. There you go, Eddie, you and me. Give me some of that, bro. Give We're too smart. But the, the one before... Yeah, I know it was meant to be in 2020, but yeah. the one before 2020 was 2016. I think they're now just getting into a bit of a rhythm. Yeah, I think T20 is okay. still a relatively new concept yeah. uh, in the history, in cricket terms. Yes. Um, so they're just looking to try and find a groove. Mm. Um, an eagle-eyed punter and dribbler sent me or sent us a DM this week and it was alerting us to the social media activity of one Stephen, Peter, John, Devereaux, Smudgery, Smith, greatest batsman of all time after Don Bradman. Uh, and there could be a very, very, very hot collab on the horizon between Smudge and uh, Guy Sebastian of Australian Idol Season 1 Series winner fame. Yeah. We all know Guy. Go the fro. Go the fro. Um, One of the greatest campaigns of all time. And what got him over the line, in my opinion? Well, definitely. But it's go the fro, Kevin 07. Yes. That's sort of it, right? But that, I mean, they were around at the same time. Well, sort of. I think go the fro was pre-Kevin 07. In fact, 
I would go so far as to say that Kevin 07 piggybacked off the success of Go the Fro. Oh, yes. I think Go the Fro laid the foundation for later works. Rhymes get you victories. Yes. It's a simple yet effective tool. It's a very effective tool. Vote for me because of this rhyme. Go the Fro. I mean, he was never going to lose. What year did Guy Sebastian win? I'm going to say 2000. Oh, do you want two, okay, yeah. How you 2005. Say? I'm going to say 2003. Yep, 2003, first season. Wow. Nice. That felt good. That felt good. I was going to say four, and then I went, no, Tom, go earlier. Go earlier. I'm sorry, I'm good at this shit. Um, so anyway, I have no fucking clue why, but if you go onto Smudge's Instagram, Eddie, or even I can just get it up and show you, it's it's weird. It's weird. Steve Smith. I just sent the link to the group. There you go, D. There you go, D, D. So, it's a photo of Guy, Sebastian, uh, and Smudge in the, in the studio. Guy holding a cricket bat, Smudge holding a guitar. We've all seen Smudge uh, and heard Smudge sing. It's not exactly what you'd... Well, he's a songbird of his generation. Look, when you see Smudge sing, you know he's, you know he's a cricketer. Um, <laughs> but Smudge says here, are you, watching, are you watching Guy Sebastian on The Voice? It's very timely that another exciting collaboration is coming out this week, including a treat for you in India. Stay tuned to the Steve Smith Cricket Academy. Can you go look at it right now, Dave? I also like in this photo, which if you're watching on YouTube, we'll just we'll we'll put it in the video. Um, Smudge is dressed in like his rock and roll gear. Well, he's got a beautifully appointed denim jacket on with uh, with, a bit, of, denim with a bit of fluff over the top. I've got one of those. He looks like a cool dude. He looks like a cool dude. Got his black jeans on, and they're just jamming out, just Would, fucking jamming out in the studio. It, do you think this? And I don't, I don't want to fucking put words in Stephen's mouth, but mm-hmm. is this is this a potential rebrand for you know trying to pluck up the the cricket captaincy? So it's like, look, I'm a young cool dude. I'm a young cool dude who's hip to the fucking to the fashion, who's hip to you know to What's things that are cool. Yeah. Guy Sebastian's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Listen, the, 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 the guy who was fucking who turned a blind eye to cheating in South Africa, who who wept in front of a nation, he's gone now. I'm this, now just this a- cool hip. Dude. Young denim jacket wearing dude yeah. is the replacement, and I think this go- this guy, this cool guy, yeah. is up to the captaincy. I, this cool dude could captain the nation. Do you reckon? Yeah, this cool dude fucking doesn't mind little jam on the guitar. Fucking, he's mates with Guy Sebastian. You know what I mean? He's like shit. Who am I up? I'm probably up against Pat Cummins, who's hot as fuck and has he's the bluest eyes hot. ever. He's not, Pat doesn't necessarily like, Pat's not like cool dude. Pat's like boy next door. You'd love him to marry your sister sort of. hundred percent. And look, if Pat wants to marry my sister, then that's fine. But he's actually engaged with a child. But look, if it doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out. Obviously we hope it works out, but if it doesn't work out. Yeah. I've also got a sister who you could potentially, I mean. I mean, look, our sisters are ready to go if you need them to be. Now, from a marriage perspective, obviously. (laughs) Uh, So he's got that wrapped up. Whereas Steve, I think, has had a bit of an identity crisis. Steve, who is after Steve he, Smith? Well, after he lost, or lost the captaincy, yeah. he, he lost himself, you could argue. Yeah. Like, he obviously scored runs because that's what he does. But the man that Steve saw in the mirror... Who's the man behind the bat? 
Who's the man behind the bat? And I think the nation at large, Tom, has been asking that very yeah. question. Well, at least I have. holds the bat. I've been asking that. You've yeah. been asking that. Who is Steve without the captaincy? Yeah. I think we're now getting a sense of who Steve 2.0 is. Yeah. A fucking cool cat. Smudge 2.0 is a cool dude. He likes to fucking sing. You know? Yeah. I don't know what else he does, though, that's cool personally. Like, what else has he got on his gram? Have we got anything else there where we can glean maybe a bit more about... A bit more coolness? A bit more of the sort of man Smudge has become. Well, he likes his koala mattresses. I well, know. he fucking owns koala mattresses. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the money he made off that was like... like he, actually, he, he did get a dog recently. Uh, he likes baking. He's a cook. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Look at those big cookies. They're big cookies. They, they look a little bit thin to me, but they that's do, all right. They, they, they look dry. Steve's actually a bit of a chef. He's whipping up some beautiful... Uh, okay, he, that pizza's covered in toppings. So Too many, I'd smudge say. Is, look, smudge based cooking. on what I'm seeing here, Smudge has a crack in the kitchen, but I'm not... He's a cool, he's a cool cook. Look, he's got the denim jacket on again. Okay, Obviously, a new centerpiece of the fucking wardrobe. Yeah. It's, it almost seems to me like he's trying to set up his media career. Are you scrolling down, seeing the photos of him with Ray Martin and, like, behind the camera? Yeah, well, I'm trying like to work that. out if that's a, like, a, is that just, like, you know, they want to see who the man holding the bat is, right? Like, are they also interested? They're just sort of doing some interviews with Smudge, you know? Well, no, so he's got, as part of the Steve Smith Cricket Academy YouTube channel, he's doing a few podcast type things that he's calling Ooh. the tea break and that's so the guy sebastian thing was posted yesterday or something so he has done something he has done something it's basically like a 23 minute little chat with guy sebastian which doesn't there's a i haven't put the sound on but there's a little bit of them playing some guitar together at the start but there's no song between the two okay well what we're gonna do is when we get to we'll, we might pump out some dribbles and we'll just have that we'll it might have a little listen to Oh, you want to do some dribbles today? We may as well fucking knock some off so we minimise the shit that we have to go through. There's not many in there, is there? Oh, I think there's I quite checked. a few. Oh, is there? I think there's a few. Well, I'll, I'll there's not out. nothing. Okay, well then maybe we don't do that. <laughs> See, here we go. But I would like to hear a bit of what Guy and Smudge get. Oh, there's heaps. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. Fucking hell. Okay, no. I don't think we do dribbles today. But we could still hear... No, we can, we'll yeah, just do that yeah. instead. Yeah, I think we just do that instead, and Dave can can go through the dribbles for us yeah. for next week. Um, anyway, listen, I'm all for new cool dude smudge. I, like, I wouldn't mind... Like, Is he just what the doctor ordered? I think, you know, there's some things that maybe we could... Some advice we could give him, Eddie, about things that he could do to maybe, like, continue this cool dude change. So, like, I wouldn't mind getting a fucking cruiser skateboard. I'd like to see Smudge bombing hills. Yeah, a bit of cool version, not the electric ones. No, no, around. no, not the electric one, dude. That's that's old Smudge. Old Smudge has an electric fucking razor scooter. You know what I mean? No, this new Smudge has a fucking uh, what are they called? We, had, we used to fucking ride them all the time. I've been trying to think of it. I can't I, think of it at all. Something rider, like a uh, longboard. Yeah, longboard. Yeah, but they it's had not like, coming there was like me. a cool fucking longboard that we all used to either have or wanted to have. I'm looking up longboard brands. And the one that you had. Yeah. The I'd, rider or like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... It's not coming to me. Sector 9, a few of them. Sector 9! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank fuck. We need to get Smudge on a Sector 9 ASAP. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind him smoking darts. I know it's not cool to smoke cigarettes, but I'd, I think we just need to catch Smudge out the back of the training having a quick dart. Look, 
It's not cool, but it is. Or it, like um, having a bit of vape. Do you remember seeing Aaron Finch up in the change rooms during IPL and he was vaping? Vaping, though, for Smudge. I think Smudge is already a bit too bleep, bloop, robotic. Bleep, 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 bleep. I, think he, needs, I think he needs a fucking... Analog uh, He needs a, uh, a dart, yeah. like, you know, a James Bond sort of fucking thing. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Carry them around in a fun little pouch or something. You know? um, I he's, mean, like, flicking them up and catching them in Yeah, exactly. Well. Throwing one up, yeah. lighting it with a match like a fucking mad dog. Yeah, but lighting it off fucking bang. Yeah, lighting off a bat. Yeah. Yeah. And just pumping away. Yeah. Look, you could argue that's ridiculous, but we're just talking about we're brand just, 2.0 Stephen yeah. Smith. Cool dude smudge. Cool dude smudge. And the guy who is a sniff at getting the captaincy back. Yeah. Now, um, look. Punching str- on with someone. Again, you just got to try and rough up a bit. Of, you got to scuff the edges. He's too neat and tidy. I think if he punches someone. Well, you reckon just fucking fold some cunt over and just giving him a couple. Yeah, but like we've got to obviously. You know, agent provocateur. This we got to send someone in there to like be rude to him on the road, like the road. Like we, we send someone who's happy to take a punch. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure are you talking? Are you talking on the cricket field or off? No, it? no. I'm talking like in traffic. Someone who like cuts him off, just gets out and feeds him out and rolls him up, and then he comes out and this guy's like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" And then we just get Smudge just yeah. And then we're obviously following along with cameras. We film it. We're like, dude, Smudge beating the fuck out of this guy. You're making sure that every angle, like Smudge, had no choice but to feed this guy. Yeah, you know but I mean? but feed him he does. But feed him he does, and everyone's like, "This guy's ready to captain the nation." Fucking, I get him on a dirt bike or something. You know I what wouldn't mean? mind a dirt bike. Fucking thrashing around. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely without a helmet. Likes wetting a line shirt off. Yeah, I like that. Do we give him? I mean, I I don't know if he's got a six pack yet, but I wouldn't mind like a hot body. Look, if he's not prepared to prepared to, do, to put in the work, I mean, we can put abs into you, bro. We can have that done. You know what I mean? There's options can, here. You can put in a abs. hot, shirtless, bronzed-up Steve Smith wet in a line with an esky full of blokes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whoops. You want a captain again, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you feel like captaining the country again, Stephen? Um, Gig's yours, bro. From what I've seen, you're a cool motherfucker. You're a cool dude. Happy for that. And your friends with Guy Sebastian? Fuck. Like, the nation always does it's best work, in my opinion, when we've had a fucking cool captain. Yep. AB was a cool motherfucker. AB was cool. Punter, cool. Punter was a cool motherfucker. Pup was cool because he scored runs in Lara Bingle, and then obviously, you know, Pup sort of... He Pup, couldn't, fell, Pup, Pup, Pup couldn't maintain the cool. Pup fell by the wayside. We all know that. But at one point or another, he was relatively cool. Yeah. He just... It, it wore off pretty quick. Yeah, the coolness wore When off. he was with Lara Bingle, everyone was like, that's a cool dude. Yeah. Now, I don't know that he was with Lara when he was captain, but he shaved his head, he got rid of the blonde, he was like, no fucking sponsorship on the bat, scoring 300. Like, that was cool. That was cool as fuck. He was in good nick, too. When he was getting fucking absolutely pounded by balls in South Africa, broken shoulder, scores Oh, you mean he's Bravest Tunnel time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Brave Tons are cool, in my book. <laughs> um, really cool. Yeah. You know, post-career, maybe the cool's worn off, but he's not, he's not required to be cool post-career because he's not captain in the country anymore. That's right. You couldn't, mate. Words out of my mouth. Words out of my mouth. Stolen. Stolen so, where to from here? I think Smudge needs to double down on the coolness. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a nice start doing a collab with Guy Sebastian and wearing a denim jacket. That's a good start. That's a great but start. But you need to go on with it. You've got to start now. You've got to go on and score a touch. That denim jacket might be a little too clean for me. I need that to be a bit dirtier and for, for cool. For uh, why don't you go and fucking fix your new dirt bike, bro? Get yeah. some oil over that motherfucker. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And things too clean to be cool. It needs to just be like it's a start, as you said. You've got the ingredients. No, but he, no, he's got a start. He needs yeah. to go and score a big ton. He needs to go and score a big ton and get that jacket dirty. Yeah, and get a skateboard, smoke some cigarettes, and bash someone in traffic. Now we're talking, Smudge. Think about it. We're here to help. We're here to help. We're here to help.
Let's move on. <laughs> I um, I mean, like, how long have we been going for, Dave? 126. Yeah. I don't think we need to fucking... I don't think we need to push it. Tom, can I, can I tell you an old fucking, an old saying I've heard? I'd love for you to tell me an old saying. Don't ever play your hand. Don't overplay your hand. I'm assuming that's a poker saying. Yeah. And so that would be, you know, know the limitations of the hand that you've been dealt. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Also, play the card you've been dealt. That's exactly right. I don't know how you'd be able to do anything other than play the card you've been dealt. Well, you could think that you've got a better fucking hand than you do. That would speak to don't overplay your hand, though, more than play the card you've been dealt, which is, an, which is a, uh, like an, you can't do anything but that. Unless maybe I'm trying to guess your cards. Or maybe you're playing for cards. So you're like, you're fucking hope, hope, hoping... Hoping something comes. Hoping comes. So like you might have two pair on the table, but you're fucking praying for a straight. Yeah. Doesn't come. Play the cards you dealt. Come on. Can't milk cows in Townsville. And shout out to the punter and the dribbler reaching out with information that I went off vibe and vibe alone. I've never been to Townsville, but I, I, I felt within my soul that cows weren't milked up there. It's been confirmed to us. Mm. No cows milked in Townsville. It's also known apparently as Brownsville because how, how dry it is. Really? Yes. I fucking have been to Townsville. Or maybe I was in Darwin. No, I wasn't in Darwin. Port Douglas. It's a bit more mm. verdant up in Port Douglas. Um, what was also funny, which we forgot on the podcast with Kempi, that the old Cowboys stadium was called Dairy Farmers. <laughs> what were we calling it? Nothing. It was just the irony of not being able to <laughs> oh, cows really? fucking... <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you can't, you can't milk dairy cows. You can't milk cows in, in Townsville. Simple as that. No, One of the greatest things of all time. I will, you know I mean? It'll be with me forever. Yes. Um, I was going to say something to you as well. And I've forgotten it now. Uh, the eyes peeled. Did you see, you know, we're talking about that with Kempi and like, yep. keep your eyes peeled. Crazy. It was like a guy or it was like, sorry, it was a name for cops. Yes. They were called, they'd call them peelers. Unbelievable. That's just going to been further from anything we thought, you know? I, the fact that that is as prevalent as it is a saying from that history yeah. is crazy I should get that up and to just me. read it. it. I've got it here. So you got it says, it? The origin comes from England and it is in reference to Robert Peel who started the British police force. The nicknames for the police were Bobbies or Peelers. Peelers referring to keeping a watch out for lawbreakers. What's crazy is that, and I love, we love uh, Kempe's producer Matt, Dave's boss. He couldn't fucking... He shit the bed when he was trying to find that. Look, we love Matt. We love Matt. But that was some of the worst Dioring I've ever seen because yeah. it comes up straight it away. It comes up straight away. Like, whatever Matt came up with was basically, he, I, from memory... No, his explanation was fucking really woo-woo. I don't even remember what it was. It just wasn't the answer, though. I remember going, okay, that's not really what we... It didn't make any sense at no, all. No, it didn't make any sense. So, so the quality of Dioring between, between Matt and Dave... Sometimes I think Matt's better. Sometimes I think Dave's better. Dave's got it in his name. So you'd think that Dave Dave's be... been better today. I, well, I think Dave's been better uh, of late. I don't want to put words in Dave's mouth, but I think 
we can all acknowledge that Dave's gone away and worked on his Dioring. I think so. Because he so. was dog shit at one point. He was, started really well, and then he fell he into a fucking crevasse. into a fucking Mariana Trench where, where Dioras go to die, yeah. and then he crawled his way back It's out. a It's a Dioras graveyard down yeah, there. it is. It's just full of dead Dioras that lost their touch. Dave's I've, found his touch again. I've definitely enjoyed and appreciated the move to the desk and having, you know, the laptop and the microphone on my desk instead of trying to hold everything on, on yeah, my Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good that's point. That's a good point. So you are enjoying it more over there? I definitely am, yeah. And even with the screen in front of me with all the different cam- – well, the one camera and the different levels going up, even though I'm doing absolutely nothing, it makes me feel real professional. I, <laughs> I think it – it certainly – I found it actually operationally works better. Like this party where we've just been talking shit and you've been able to quick draw Dior. Mm. I like him over here. Yeah, he's in front of me before. It was a bit like it's a bit like get, get out, out of my, my field of <laughs> yeah. You, you're get not out that important. You're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> Over there. Yeah, get out. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Is that us? I think that's us. Do we want to hear Smudge and Guy? Or have you listened to it? I haven't listened to it. No. Let's fucking just listen okay. to put it. Put it on. Put it on. We'll hear Smudge so and Guy. Headphones or should I just chuck it? You on? just put it on and then plug it in. We'll, we'll be able to hear it. No, we won't be able to hear it unless we have headphones. You've got to have headphones because it's playing on the pod. Oh, you can't. So just, oh, just, yeah, good point. Just bring his headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you great point. Yeah, it's a huge point. I'm not getting up. I just want him to bring his headphones. No, we don't move. We don't move. We move to piss. And that's it. That's all we do. Move to urine. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it'd be inappropriate, Eddie, if we just sat here and pissed ourselves. I don't know if Kempi would appreciate it. Well, look, I mean... What would he? Well, I mean, what would what he does do? He want from us? But what would he do? Well, you know what? He'd probably—he's such a sweetheart. He'd just ask us not to do it again. Yeah. He'd—he's just such a nice guy. It if I was like, I was so deep in in yarn that I just pissed myself. That I, I didn't realize I was urinating. Like, could you sell that? Do you reckon? I don't know. You—you—you you, you could like, if you were apologetic, like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, if you had a shit excuse, like, I'm so sorry. For pissing all over your seats, Kempi. I was so deep in yarn that I just couldn't. I had to get through this yarn. I pissed my pants. I don't, obviously he wouldn't be happy, but I feel like he'd be like, "Just don't do it again." But what I'm saying is, it's enough to get you over the line. I think potentially by saying that you were so full of yarn, you didn't that know. I just had to get to it. I don't know that we want to test that theory. Well, I'm not prepared to. No. I'm just I'm I'm merely spitballing here around you know ways I could potentially get out of a, a future fuck up. Yes. Well, it's always good to have like uh, excuses planned just in general, even if there's one where it's like an excuse that you think could be widely applied to many different situations. That's probably your best go. So don't just think of like, oh, how would I get out of a situation if if I pissed myself on a couch? More like, how could I get out of as many things? How I need to find basically an excuse that I can quickly. Well, deep in yarn, I think, is versatile. I mean, I've used that before when I got home. Like, you know, I should have been home at X time and I've got home at Y or where have you been? I've been deep in yarn. Deep in yarn. I couldn't have been deeper in yarn if I tried. That's why I'm late. Yeah. Um, I think that's a fucking pretty good one. But I don't know whether it necessarily gets you across the line. Well, like, I don't think it's a good excuse. Oh, sorry that I was fucking... The plans we had fell through. I was deep in yarn. I valued them over anything we had to do. Steph would cut my balls off if I used that. Although I probably have before. Sorry. Got, you know, didn't look at the clock. Deep in yarn. Deep in yarn. At least it's honest as opposed to, oh, I got in a car accident. No, well, you didn't. No, but it's an honest lie. Yes. 
Because, but it's believable. Yeah, but it's also like I'm deep in yarn, but I'm aware of the time, but I'm valuing this yarn over upholding my end of the But problem. also, are you 100% convinced that I've checked my fucking the time? Because it is also believable that I'm so deep in yarn I haven't checked. True. I'm in the poker room, no clocks. I'm deep in yarn in the poker Mate, room. how many, like there isn't that many clocks hanging on walls anymore. No, there's not. The Realistically, every fucking room you would have walked into back in the day would have had a clock somewhere. Yeah. Not the case anymore. It doesn't happen. My parents they actually said something to me last night about the, the talking clock. Is it the one that, that actually like ding, makes noise? No, the one that you used to call up and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. I was around for that. that yeah. I was around for that. That's our time. I still use the internet clock, so I'm 100 percent accurate. When I'm setting my watch, I'm like, "What is the time?" And I'll look it up online. Oh, to, really? To get the I number. don't. I just go off the nearest clock. But you used to have. There's still. I think that number still exists. Uh, where you would just call up. Um, oh, it would. And it's just it like the time is. I remember also when I was in radio, one of the guys that uh, was the host of the show, a bit of an older gentleman, uh, he was like, you know what would be a good segment? If we fucking called up the time and checked it. And I was like, that actually might be the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> that might be the worst idea that anyone's Did ever Did you said. go with it? No. No. As a producer, I had to put my foot down. And I was like, that is ridiculous. Where would it have gone to from there? Remember when you used to call this number? <laughs> The time is 8.34 and 53 seconds. And you'd wait till it ticks over to the next minute and be like, oh, like, yeah, there we go. Got it, sick. I was, that's the worst idea I've ever been told, I think, in my life for anything. There you go. Anyway, uh, can you pull that screen forward a bit? We've got Smudge and Guy jamming out here. This is on the Steve Smith Cricket Academy YouTube page, so go there if you want to watch it. It's a full interview. Is Smudge interviewing Guy or Guy interviewing Smudge? Is anyone interviewing anyone? It's well, it's Smudge's channel, and it's his little thing that's called the Tea Break with Steve Smith. So it's it's his show that guy's coming on. All right, essentially. Okay, I'm interested to hear a bit of this. I mean, are we just going straight to guitar, which is fair? But I'm just well, no. The, the start the, the start has them like noodling around a bit, and then I think it just kind of goes into beautiful. It. Let's watch a little bit of this. What are we playing? Just nothing. <laughs> just just jamming. No sound. I can hear it. Hold on. Pause it. Go the floor. What are we playing? Just nothing. <laughs> just, just jamming. <laughs> just jamming, smudgy. Oh, yeah, this is good shit. I grew up listening to, to Bollywood movies uh, because my mum would watch them all the time. And for some reason, there was one right, song done. that stuck. Zindagi, Arketon, Eknai, Zangahe, Jitija, Ringeham, Jitija, Ringeham, Duake, Zangahe. Fucking sing, guy, Sebastian Carney. The fro. He does. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking voice. Good 
Guy, exciting. thanks for joining me on the tea break. Pleasure. Um, great to have you here in your studio. Yes, we've spent some time in here. <laughs> we yes. have spent a bit of time in here. Um, I've got a lot more time to spend in here, I think. If yes, gonna... yes. Mate, thanks for joining us. Let's talk about your cricket skills first. Uh, you've <laughs> dropped a catch and you've hurt yourself. What's, what's happened there? It's a bad time to talk about my cricket skills okay, or lack thereof. I am um, playing cricket. I... That will do. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. Thank you, Smudge. That was riveting. <laughs> Fucking hell. You'd have to have something wrong with you to sit through that. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Is every other video just falling off the internet? <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck me. That was... I mean, yeah, that was huge. <laughs> that was huge. That's making me go red. I feel like overheating from that fucking video. Uh, look, didn't watch a lot of it. Sure, it may have, it may have picked up. 21 minutes is a lot to ask. No, nah, it's too much to ask. You've got to set the tone early. You and it wasn't, set. it wasn't set. It wasn't set. The tone was not set. Too much noodling on the guitar and out of context fucking guy. But and I, then... I think that, in a way, Smudge has done all right because every Indian listener that starts to watch this because oh it's steve smith we'll hear the bollywood music and be like oh i'm i'm hooked oh fuck yeah the yeah. indians uh like the it's even like the great cricketer guys who when um shout out to them friends of the show pez and he goes when they were in australia's playing india and like they were and then i think when india were playing england and they just covered the fuck out of those games and the, their indian audience just blew up because they were obsessed with like cause obviously great cricket is fucking funny um and now their audience is huge in India. Like, their YouTube following as well from Indians is fucking massive. So, listen, Smudge doing a good thing there, getting a bit of Jai Ho going. Smart footy. But, unfortunately, I couldn't get through it. Look, we gave it our best crack. Uh, it wasn't for us. Sue us. Sue us. But we still love you, Smudge. It was a very good foray into the cool dude stakes. Good for you, mate. Uh, but you. that's us. That's, that's us. us. We're done. Shout out to Andrew Gaze's shoes. Kempi, you better come on the fucking live stream. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a dog. Don't be a dog. Uh, Bye-bye. Saturday, 7.30, live stream. See you then. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>